Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On, the big news, big opinions, big headlines across the Zone Sports Network. Uh, Gordon, you ready to get things rolling? Let's go. All right, let's start with DJ and PK, them sharing some thoughts on the NBA. Chris Paul, Michelle Roberts has been explaining to players, the agent, players' agents have been talking about it. Some players have been talking to other players about it, that, that if the league doesn't come back this year, there are certain economic realities that would certainly might create pretty dramatic change, and it would put next season in jeopardy. There's no question about that. That's Woj. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski right there on the financial impacts of not playing this season. There are 100 NBA players on a call Friday night. And there was uh, a lot of opinions, a lot of people who had questions, concerns. Because there were at least a few people who don't want to play. Uh, the quote from the uh, Players Association Executive Director, Michelle Roberts, it's not a question of play or not play. It's a question of does playing harm a movement that we absolutely unequivocally embrace and then whether our play can, in fact, highlight, encourage, and enhance the movement. That's what they're talking about. They're not fighting about it. They're talking about it. Whoa, John, the money that could be lost. $300 million for 88 games, 88 regular season games in Florida. More money on the playoffs in Florida. And then his point uh, that Woj just made, there could be impacts next season. It could impact the season. So the owners could lock out the players, declare force majeure. It could cost the players money next year. And then they negotiate a new CBA and theoretically – Players can walk away with 40 or 45% of the basketball-related income instead of the 50 they're currently getting. So when they say there are a lot of financial implications, it's a lot of financial implications. i got to believe they're going to play. It's too much money. Yeah, one word, China. They've, they've already shown the stripes on this, so I'm not worried. And for those of you who aren't following that, they're going to take the money because they took the money in China instead of backing the people who were protesting in the streets in Hong Kong. That's a great movement, as long as it's not taking any money out of my wallet. (laughs) Haven't they already proven it? Yes. And this is a massive amount of money and the ability to play next season. You know, there's a certain number of players in the union who rotate in and out of the league every year. You lose the end of this season, the start of next season, how many guys are saying goodbye to their career? I don't know what the math is on that. Uh, 10 to 20%, I would think. There's also uh, five guys who will not be out of the league because they're eligible for extensions. They're on their rookie contract, but they're eligible for extensions as soon as this season's over. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Kuzma in that class, Jason Tatum's in that group. Tatum will certainly get paid a ton of money by the Celtics. Uh, They're members of the 2017 draft class. They're eligible for extensions. They're talking about... uh, the league putting in insurance allowances for players so in case there's a career-threatening injury with the resumption of the season, they get paid. We talked about this on TV. That doesn't sound like a deal-breaker. That sounds like a, a detail that can be ironed out one way or another. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's any different than any other time. I mean, get insurance if that's what you want. Yeah, it seems to me it's different two ways, and they conflict. One is they're playing fewer games because they're not going to play the full 82-game schedule. So that would seem less chance... And then does the starting, stopping, starting somehow put you at risk? I think they're starting up again slow enough that it doesn't. But if these guys are worried that it does, it seems like they can cut a deal. Well, every year they start and stop, start and stop, start again. 
All right, there you go. That's uh, DJ and PK talking about the issues coming back. Um, real quick, they did mention the insurance policy. And uh, just to weigh in on that, I think it's a good idea. And I think that's a, a fairly inexpensive way for the NBA to, uh, and the Players Association to protect uh, to protect some of their players. But, but this is a unique circumstance, Gordon, and not what the players like Donovan Mitchell signed up for. It's not what they agreed to uh, initially. So, of course, there's going to be concern. Of course, it's a different situation. They shuttered the league for several months. And now coming back, I, I don't blame those guys for being for being concerned because this is a unique circumstance and not the circumstance that they signed up for. Yeah, exactly. All of that is correct. Uh, and they, they, they should be concerned. It's their, it's their livelihood. Uh, I, what, uh, what, uh, what do you think of what, uh, PK was saying there as far as the, uh, you know, the, 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 what, what's really motivating guys when it comes to, uh, Speaking out for causes. Um, what are you getting at? I mean, I think everybody has a different perspective. I mean, that's one thing. Well, we, what PK we, was getting at, obviously, was the China thing, and right. uh, the guys were unwilling to uh, the hypocrisy stand up to of the right it, thing. Right? right now, if you're if you're asking me for my opinion, I think that's really important. I have a lot of thoughts on that situation. I think the NBA actually could lead uh, and do a lot of good in the world and I do think you can you can point to the the I don't want to say hypocrisy because that's so strong but the lack of consistency when it comes to uh, issues at home as opposed to issues uh, abroad and I can get why a, a cynical person would look at that my my opinion would be you know that the issues are actually not that unrelated and that um, that we can do two things at once does that make sense mm, yeah and uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. In fact, it, it obviously is not. But let me let me ask you this while we're on the topic, right? Sure. Do you think uh, – let's use LeBron James because he's obviously the biggest icon in the sport. Do you think if LeBron James says, I want the production of my shoe, all of it, back here to the good old U.S. of A., and I want to put it in my – I want to put the, the manufacturing plant in my hometown of Akron – and bring hundreds of jobs back to this country. You don't think that the the weight that LeBron James carries, that Nike would move that factory in a heartbeat? <laughs> in a heartbeat. If he said that, hey, listen, I'm not going to wear your shoe unless we do something about the situation in China and with Hong Kong. Uh, you don't think that Nike would jump at the chance to do that? I mean, that would be that would be real reform, right? And I mean, just look at. Look at the human rights record of China. I mean, it's it's long and extensive. And if you really want to look into it, I, I'm pretty confident 100 percent of our audience would not be comfortable with that. But the, but then that- I suppose. But is that really the full point of uh, of the concern there on the part of LeBron? Since there's a whole lot of uh, people who want to buy shoes that live over there, too. But see, the, the, the thing is, is that the meaning of all this gets hijacked because now if you look in the, the political landscape surrounding sports, anytime somebody mentions Hong Kong, it's automatically meant as a slight to the players who are supporting Black Lives Matter. And I, I think that's I think that's unfortunate because I and our partisan politics and the way we talk about issues sometimes gets clouded in, in this us versus them when that's not necessarily the case. I mean, if we're, we're talking about human rights, both issues, human rights are at the heart of it. So if right. we're going to fight for human rights, well, let's really do it, and let's do it across the board. I don't think it needs to be in us versus them, but yet there's other people who are, uh, you know, who are pro, 
uh, Republicans buy sneakers too, that kind of thing. Say, if you're going to get involved with one, you have to get involved with them all. And if you don't, I'm going to call you a hypocrite and totally discredit you across the board for all the stuff you're doing. And I find that kind of discussion very unfortunate and unproductive. Uh, is Do they have a point? Uh, what do you mean? Do they have? A, do they have a point? Um, yeah, sure. About, about pointing but, out the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy involved in that kind of, hey, you're willing to speak out over here, but you're not willing to speak. One hundred percent. I think that they have a point. But I told you a couple of weeks ago, nobody uh, has to be an activist. And nobody has to be an activist uh, uh, across the board. In fact, some some folks are unqualified to be activists, and thus their message sometimes when they give it out rings hollow because it's not the proper place for that type of message to come. So it's but nobody's when, responsibility someone, to do that. But I, but I do when someone it. can be so eloquent uh, and, and so powerful in certain areas, but not in others, then that I think that's what makes people wonder sometimes. Wait, you're willing to speak out so strongly and so eloquently over here, but you're not willing to do it over there. Why? Because it might cost you some money over here. I mean, Right. Exactly. And and I totally get that that argument. But also, you know, where does the end of that go? I mean, what what causes, you know, if you're if you're uh, protesting this, then why aren't you protesting this? I mean, is it you know, there are so many different causes out there. One isn't right. necessarily one more important than the other that well, somebody one, is just more passionate about right. one than the other. And maybe but, somebody and here's the hypocrisy. Somebody has money on the line. Yeah. When it comes to and the that, other one. And, that, and that's why people grow skeptical. And somewhat cynical about certain things because, oh, you're willing to speak out over here. It's not going to cost you any money over here, but over there it's going to cost you money. I get it. I get it. I mean, and you know what? I think LeBron James should get as many of his jerseys as he can muster together and send them right to downtown Hong Kong and say, hey, let this jersey be a symbol because the NBA has already crossed the line. They've already started to become a symbol over there. And in fact, the the leader of the resistance movement in Hong Kong actually tweeted out about this subject that the NBA is 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 there's hypocrisy here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if it's easy for me to say here behind this microphone, but if I were LeBron, I'd say, hey, I can become a beacon for change here and for freedom. And he would be the one sacrificing financially. And I think that message would really come across strongly. But who? You know, it, it's LeBron's life, name, and and passion that to, for him to take, you know, his voice in whatever direction he wants to go. So it's easy for us to say that, I guess, because I really believe it, 100%. I think the NBA and LeBron could affect real change right. in communist China, real change in freeing oppressed people. They could play a front row, front line role, but, you know, he's he hasn't done that. They haven't done that. In fact, quite the opposite. You bring up a good point, though, Jake, uh, on both sides of the issue. If you speak out once or you speak out twice, do you always have to speak out? Right. Right. And there, there's value to what Ed Davis says, too, where the, you know, the generational aspect of this generational money, being able to afford your uh, your children and grandchildren and, and multi-generations a better life than you had it because you're playing basketball. I mean, people criticize Michael Jordan for not being uh, more outspoken. But right. how many how many black lives has he changed because he paved the way for how athletes can make a living and how much they can make at that living and how could they can market themselves? I mean, how many how many generations have been changed because of that? But even then, he, sometimes there are critics that come out and say, "There's there, 
that can be productive on certain levels, but not on others right. because you want to broaden that scope so that uh, African-American lives can be furthered in a positive way, not just in athletics, but all across the board. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the NBA could point out what's going on over in China and say this is this is right now 100 percent you know, oppression of people. I mean, if you look at the, their um, imprisoning and forcing to, to labor Muslims in that country, I mean, it's just some just some horrific human rights stuff that I think the NBA could directly affect. But they're also having an effect on on Black Lives Matter domestically. So it's it's where they want to channel their energy at the time. You know, I, I've wanted to bring up this subject for a long time, Gordon, but it's it's almost as if people can only focus on one thing at a time. Uh, but, but is that true? It seems that way, doesn't it? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think people can focus on more than one thing. Well, you but and I... When, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. But when, it, when it looks to be advantageous in one corner, but not in another, from a standpoint of money then that that's what clouds that picture even more. But do you really want to discredit the work they are doing domestically because of that? That's where I get frustrated. Like, no, yes, I, I think they could do more, but does that mean they're wrong about what they're talking about here at home? Right, right. And I agree with that. And that gets back to the point we're making. When you speak out about one thing or two things or three things, do you have to speak out about 50? Right. But you are... <laughs> Here we are spinning in circles because you say it can be all tied together. It could. It could be 100 percent. Well, I mean, we're talking about human rights. I mean, that's that's the topic at hand, both in China and at home. Right. So so should it be broadened? I think it could very easily be broadened, but that would require the NBA to punch itself in the face. Are they going to do that? And these players individually to to punch themselves in the face. Donovan Mitchell has his own shoe with Adidas. Um, Donovan told us that he's gone over to China several times. So com- it is very complex. But if LeBron, and, it, if and, Le- and it's personal at some levels, you know. I mean, I, I don't know what's motivating people. I mean, it's easy to say it's money. I don't know whether taking up causes at home costs money. For certain individuals, I, I, I don't know that. Uh, it's, it's easy to make that uh, assumption, though, that, that, okay, all you're going to do is speak up for things that are important to you that will not hurt you financially, but you're unwilling to do so for things that will. I, and, and that's a judgment call that I guess folks have to make. But I'll tell you, the power of sports is, is huge and giant. I mean, think about this for a second, uh, Gordon. Who's really the only American who has been welcomed into Kim Jong-un's house? Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. And we all cringe and we all go, oh, Dennis, Ro- Dennis Rodman? But how amazing is it that he, is, he was able to make a personal relationship with, with one of the uh, most heinous dictators on the planet? Just because but, he can but, rebound the basketball? But, I mean, that's, see, that's people, pretty incredible. But, but some people look at that association and condemn it just because it exists. Right. We'll say, oh, Dennis, I can't believe you would actually talk to that man. Right. And maybe those, well, and maybe, maybe those maybe people are right. But think about it. He was, he was hanging out with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> 
That's incredible. Well, was there anything good happening there? Was there anything positive happening there? Was there anything that could lead to a a, 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 a more beautiful outcome? Who knows? There, I don't know. I think I think they got him drunk. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what Dennis said? Is that they they partied it up? Usually, I think, and, and this is an interesting point because is association uh, worth condemning? He's my friend for life. I don't care what you guys think about him. I don't give a I mean, or, that's a weird perspective to have, but I or, mean, hey. Or can communication be positive at some level, at some point in time moving forward? Well, I'll tell you what, if, if the NBA is really willing to sacrifice, and again, I'll, I'll go back to LeBron just because he's the most obvious example and the most powerful guy in the sport. I mean, if he really wanted to do something uh, to support Hong Kong and and take support away from the Chinese Communist Party, he could do it. I mean, he, he could. He could make a, a real serious impact on the po- politics over there. Should we be angry with him when he doesn't? I guess that's the heart of this discussion. I yeah. mean, because we're not, you know, required to be activists, Gordon. And we all have the right to pick and choose where we voice our opinion. And, and it's hard because where do you draw the line? And especially when there's such a direct comparison like this topic we're talking about right now. It's hard. And people immediately, if there's money associated with it, then they associate something uh, nefarious or something less than sincere when it comes to that. I mean, people have to draw their own conclusions, I guess. And, and one final note, like, I don't mean to, well... When Colin Kaepernick, when all this started and went down and we discussed it on the show at the time, you know, one of my opinions was, you know, hey, find a way to to get people out to vote. Rally the people around your cause, you know, to support like minded politicians. And LeBron James, what did he do recently, Gordon? He's he's starting organizations to get out the vote. And I think that I love that type of response. And I'll and I'll give him uh, a lot of credit for doing it. And I won't. Where I, I, I might be disappointed that he wouldn't take up the cause of freedom in Hong Kong. I'm not going to let it diminish something good like that, because I think that is really good. I think we all have the right to vote, and I would never criticize anybody for, for signing people up to exercise their right in this country. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really positive thing, and his yeah. lack of action on Hong Kong is not going to diminish my opinion about that. An attendant subject that we would no need to get into right now, Jake, but maybe it's something to consider. Are we willing to allow people to change without calling them hypocrites? We should. Can can people change? Can somebody who has done something in the past that is objectionable under the prism of the present be allowed to speak out and say positive things now, even though maybe some of the things in the past were not positive, uh, can one change without people bringing out the big stick and hitting them over the head and saying, you're a hypocrite. Look what you said then. This is what you're saying now. I would hope so. but to- Or this is what you didn't say then, and this is what you're saying now. Uh, I, I, I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. Listen, Gordon, that's not fair, Austin, and I don't like that you, you played that right there. <laughs> Your but move. We should be about, allowed to evolve, Gordon, and, uh, and I agree with you. But, you know, in kind of a, a lighthearted uh, example, uh, you know, we, I watched that great piece of cinema, Rocky Four, when Rocky got up at the end and said, if I can change <laughs> and you can change, 
everyone can change. Those communists were cheering for Rocky at the end, Gordon. Or should we be so so eager to condemn what has been done that we can't find room for improvement now because it's unacceptable because nothing you're saying now it doesn't line up with what you've said in the past it doesn't line up with your behavior of the past uh so we are going to reject your so-called uh evolution or alteration or growth or however you want to characterize it All right, let's get out to the zone phone. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. In fact, we'll get to a fun segment with Hanson Scotty coming up right around the corner. But joining us now from trydaytrading.com, he is our good friend, Ryan. And Ryan, anytime we get an excuse to play some Rocky music on the the show, I think we're going to take it. I appreciate the introduction. Hey, let's uh, let's help our listeners. You know, a lot of folks out there, lives are changing, and they're trying to figure out uh, different ways that they can can make money and have it fit into their lifestyle. Absolutely. I mean... Day trading is one of the, the few things that you can do really any time of the day or night around any schedule. And, you know, the way we trade doesn't matter if the market's going up or going down. So we've really been um, busier than ever the last few months. And we just want to answer people's questions. Um, ultimately, we want each individual that's interested in day trading to just kind of understand how it works and then be able to try for themselves. So. This week, we're just mixing up a, a little bit of how we teach people what we do. Um, we've invited Alema. We've invited Hans. Both of them are going to be on a, a, a live video call tomorrow night. We're going to do it at 6 o'clock. And then for those that might be working or that's not a good time, we're going to do the next day, Wednesday at noon as well. I have to go to our uh, website, trydaytraining.com, click on Save My Spot. You know, we'll send you a link, and then you can uh, join us all tomorrow. You can ask some questions. Um, Ant and uh, Lemma can tell you a little bit about their experience, and then you know we can find out if this is is right for you. And it's it's easy, right, Ryan? I mean, I, I hear Hanson and Lemma talk about it. I don't want to say it's easy by oversimplifying it, but I mean, it's you can pick it up. Yeah, then I, I'm glad. Yeah, not oversimplifying it because um, you, you know you have to learn how to do it. But we're going to spend one-on-one time with you so that you can pick it up step by step. And in that scenario, it really is doable. It really is it is easy, and uh, you can see yourself doing it. That's uh, We've got the software. We want to show you what's possible. Then you can decide if it's something you want to do. All right, jump on that call with Hanson Alema coming up tomorrow. But go on to trydaytrading.com, figure out how it can fit and work with you. Ryan, we appreciate you. Thank you. It's our friend Ryan Van Dorn from trydaytrading.com. We'll have more big show coming up straight ahead. We have a Mountain America market update at 350. Chris Mannix at 4, Andy Larson at 5. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, Jake, Yeah. one thing I know is that you really can't hurry, love. You can't. You know, it's got to go at its own pace. And sometimes it goes faster than others, and uh, sometimes it uh, it just takes a while. So uh, if you can take anything from our show today and you're sort of in that stage, remember, you can't rush it. No. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service 
Call today, 801-833-3333, 801-833-3333, Action Plumbing. How long, uh, how long did you and Lisa date before? Did, uh, did you have to tell yourself that? Gordon can't hurry love. Just no, well, I mean, ours went fairly uh, uh, promptly. Uh, more prompt than I would uh, suggest for most folks. But by the time I met Lisa, I had uh, been around the block a little bit, and I knew I knew myself at that time and what what I thought I what was compatible and what wasn't. Yeah, when so, you propose in a Home Depot parking lot, not a lot of thought has gone into the relationship. I don't. Know. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you well, know, you no, wanna? So, so much thought went into it that I chickened out in a romantic place the night before. So I, I was very much deliberating, but, but it did. I mean, I'd only known Lisa for a short period of time before that happened. Is it how short? Is it like Hans short? Where Hans went from what meeting to marriage in two weeks or something? Oh, it was it, meeting to engaged in two weeks. That's what it was. Okay. In my case, it was, let's see, figuring this out. It was probably, I want to say, two, two and a half months. Okay. So it was, I consider that really fast. Oh, yeah. Two well, weeks. I don't know. <laughs> two weeks. But, uh, yeah. Austin, you guys were pretty quick, right? You and Whitney? Yeah, I'd known her family for years. But I'd only known her for, I think, four months before we decided we were going to get engaged. And then it was closer to six or seven when we actually got engaged. See, I left my wife dangling for a while. Well, she turned uh, you down. You know, I she, think she left She turned you. me down into, into going like out. years yeah. ahead of time. No, it wasn't years. It was a couple of months. You, you asked her for six straight years No, she, she'd that's, go to dinner with you. That's not how it happened. Oh. I did ask her once if she would go to dinner with me, and she turned me Laughed down. Laughed at you? Yeah, said, okay, no, so, I don't. What, uh, so how long was it before you proposed? From the time that you uh, made it apparent that you were interested? So from the time he asked her to dinner? So... Yes. Yeah. Well, that, no, because I don't want to count that first part because she didn't want you. Okay. Well, well, we ended to up put it gently. We ended up going on a date only a couple of months after that, so it wasn't that long. Okay. But we from the time- we, uh, we dated for three years, engaged for one whole year. Boy, you're like on the opposite end of the spectrum than Austin, me. That's, that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Yeah. But you heard if the I song. May, you can't I'm, hurry, love. Yeah. You just have to wait. If I may, I think you and Naz probably t- took the better of the three approaches. I don't know. It's working out for you too. No, I'm not, sure. I'm not judging. Sure. I just I, there, there I, is there is no better. No, yeah, it just there depends is. on the. It just There's depends better on than the two weeks. There's better than two weeks. <laughs> two weeks is, is a that what it quick. was? Wait, is that what it was for Hint? Yeah, you haven't heard him tell that story? Two weeks? Yeah, it was like two weeks. So apparently oh. you can hurry, love. You can. <laughs> and you don't just Well, I don't know. Let's check back and ask Amanda now. I don't, you know, I don't know. But, hey, big ups to the Olsen family. It seems as long to be as, working out. As long as Hans well, never why, again why, calls her and tells her their son has drowned. Yeah, that, that was probably a bad <laughs> why, That would have gotten wait, me divorced. Yeah, why waste time? Yeah, you know? it works for whatever works for folks out there, you know. And and by the way, don't you can't hurry love that has different different meanings to different people. I mean, it took Lloyd what eighteen years to marry Jessica. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's it's different periods of time for for different people. Again, I'm not judging. I just never knew that. I didn't know how long you and Lisa had known each other before you uh, got engaged. It went it went relatively quick, but uh, I was as I said. 
Did you? Uh, at that time, I'd figured out what it was, and and Lisa was pretty. Uh, she she was uh, what's the word? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking choose wisely here, right? She, Half blind. Uh, <laughs> It'd be two words, wouldn't it? I, uh, I don't. I, I, I don't want to say. She was transparent because that would make it sound as though she was some kind of something that isn't all positive. Oh. She 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 was honest of the most part. She had a little sneaky streak in her there, but she's on the most part. Uh, th- there wasn't a whole lot of fooling around about who she was. Oof. No game plan. Different. Oof. Pick different words. This is brutal. Yeah. What? What's brutal about is, what I this said? This is like watching a semi crash in slow motion here, huh? <laughs> no, it's not. That, that's all. Those are all good things. Did you <laughs> did you check in with her old man before you popped the question? I that's the one mistake I made. I did not ask his permission wow. before I proposed. Permission. I didn't know. I I I, I uh, <laughs> permission's I, not the word. What's the word? It's, it's a respect blessing. Thing. Just to Bl- say, blessing? here are my intentions because it's her choice. Right? You're you're he not gonna. He he's can't. Not, he's not the sultan. He's not gonna, gonna say g- no, <laughs> and you're gonna not do it by royal decree. <laughs> See, no, I, I'll tell you this: my my uh, my father-in-law. That's not even a tradition in his country, and I actually still did it because I thought, it, like Austin just said, it was it, kind of a respect thing. And I, I don't know. I, I actually have no idea if he appreciated that gesture or not to this day, but I did do that. Well, I was. I think he was more confused. Like, why are you telling me? Yeah, are you <laughs> so asking was me? You should be asking he, her. He, huh? he, he was unaware of it too. So, so I was unaware of it. And and my father-in-law told me. He said the only mistake you made in this whole process is you neglected to talk to me first and 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 that's when it all came to me that oh man if i'd known i needed to do that i i sure i would you were unaware of the custom how's that possible i don't know i just was i was clueless in that regard but because i had enormous respect for her dad and uh if i if i'd known that was the proper course i most certainly would have uh, checked in with him I think it's a pretty well-known tradition, no? I know. I had a, I was blind, I was blind uh, on that one. I, I didn't know. We ate, we eat turkey at Thanksgiving? Who knew? <laughs> well, <laughs> turkey I, it, for it, Thanksgiving. It, it, this was amazing. We should do this. You put up a Christmas tree every year too? Wow. Uh, we're kidding, Gordon. Mm. Yeah, well I I I'll admit uh I I did <laughs> not know. Did you did you check in with the old man before you popped the question, Austin? Yeah, both both the parents. I, I I dressed up in a nice shirt and tie. Went and over when I knew Whitney wasn't home and asked both her mom and dad to meet me. And I just said, "Here's our intentions. We'd like your blessing, but if not, this is what we're doing anyway." Oh, you didn't say it that way. I'll call him right now, and I, I and I did say I'd also like any and all advice you have for us. Did you did you Wait threaten to elope too? Did you no, be like, hey, say. we can be in front of Elvis in in <laughs> seven hours? I just I just said we both were gonna do this, but we'd like your knowledge and blessing. Austin, and, 
That's not we're, the way you... We're you adults! Don't, we don't do what do we want! And I you understand don't really, that, really, but that's the... This, it's is, the not, this is not Johnny uh, whatever that movie was. Uh, yeah, Johnny no, Lingo. I know. I know. Here's eight cows. Were, Can I take your daughter home with me? No. <laughs> well, you were smart She was enough. 30 years old. I was 29 years old or whatever we were. We were fine. We could have done this with, with or I without I understand people. that. You were smart enough to do what you did, but you did it the wrong way. I mean, uh, that, that's kind of At least I did it. Exactly. Um, uh, it's true. Home but, Depot. I mean, yeah, but you threatened them. I didn't threaten. I just you said did we're. Threaten I said we're going to get married, uh, but we'd like your knowledge and uh, a blessing, and but, I would like any okay. and all advice you have but for it, us. It's all phraseology here. Would it have been easy for you to say, you know, I, my, my, I'm, I'm planning on proposing to your daughter, and and I would like your blessing. What if they said no? Well, then, then you bring out the heavy artillery. You don't bring out the heavy artillery before. Nah, see, this is not a movie. This is real life. She was a, a, an adult. I was an adult. We were going to get married. I did it out of respect, but I could have just proposed like other people I know. But you, but, but and you said, ha, your opinion doesn't you, you matter. You canceled out the goodwill that you were creating by doing it. That's yeah. a, I mean, would they have said no if you hadn't said that? I think you're being really judgy here, especially in a segment where we really went out of our way to not be judgy. Who, me? No, all of us. How am I judging? No, Gordon's being judgy. <laughs> I'm, I'm beside myself oh, if you I'm, think I'm judging. No, I'm saying Gordon's being I, I'm telling, judgy. I'm telling you, as the father of daughters, that if if one of my uh, one of my daughters had been wanting to marry a guy, and he came in and said, "Look, I'm doing this whether I get your approval or not." Yeah, that's how I said it. Well, how'd you say it? I said we have We're plans to get married. Way. I said we have plans to get married. We'd like your blessing. Well, okay. and any well, and all exactly. advice you have. Well, that's okay. And I mean, at least I did it. So yeah. don't tell me what you would prefer as a father of daughters, because your father-in-law was a father of a daughter, and you couldn't have cared any less. I could. I did care. That's a, did that's care. a, that's a I, tradition. No, I, I just have to know. I have to talk to him. Ugh. Siding with Austin here. Well, wait a minute, Austin. Telling he, Jake he, not to fly Austin, a kite with his daughter, and you've never flown a kite, that. and telling me not to talk to the you parents. Said it, you said it different the first time. You said, uh, we're doing this. I want you to know we're doing this, but I'd, I'd like your blessing. That, that, that's that is different. not what I said. Well, that's what you said the first no, time. No, it's not. I said I, the, that we rewind were going to we get married. Listen to it again. It was a threat. I didn't John McCleary in there or whatever the guy's <laughs> name is. But again, you did it. You you. And I, in this moment, I really wish I hadn't. <laughs> Jeez. All right, we've got a Mountain America market update coming up what next. What year is this? Stay tuned. Can't hurry, love. That's all I'm saying. 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll get to a Mountain America market update coming up here momentarily, but we have some breaking news. Gordon, University of Utah just announced they have granted Caleb Lohner a full release from his national letter of intent. So set the countdown until he signs at BYU. I think that's what we're all expecting, right? Yeah, I wonder I wonder how that happened. I wonder if uh, Tom Homo had a chat with Mark Harlan because it seems like those guys – 
have a pretty good workable relationship. And I wonder if it went to that level or or, or what. Uh, because, you know, it's a little more painful when you lose a recruit to, uh, to an in-state rival. Uh, we have more breaking news. This according to John Rothstein uh, for CBS Sports covers college hoops. As Utah transfer Booth Gotch has committed to Minnesota per his Twitter page. Oh, so there you go. Multiple uh, college basketball stories coming out right at the same time. We can get to that uh, more coming up a little bit later. But right now, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's our friend Brian Washburn with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you guys today? Hey, we're doing terrific. Let's talk about those markets. Yeah, crazy day in the market. Uh, roughly had a thousand point swing in the Dow. Um, finished up positive though, up point six two uh, percent. The Nasdaq was up one and one point four, and the S and P five hundred was up point eight for the day. What's causing the wild swings? You know, it started off with some coronavirus fears in the morning, and then the Fed uh, showed a little bit of their willingness to support the markets by putting some money into the bonds. And so that kind of sparked a rally at that point. Well, what uh, should our listeners keep an eye on? Any advice? Yeah, absolutely. So our tip today is a little bit about behavioral uh, finance, if you will. So I want to use the two of you as an example. Right. And I'm going to say, Jake, you're the lucky guy, and you pick the best stock every year, the best day of the year for the last 20 years. And, Gordon, you're the unlucky guy, and you've managed to pick the worst stock in the year, every year for the last 20 years. What would you guess would be the percentage difference between the two of you? Ooh, I don't know. Gordon, what do you think? How, how big should we go here? Uh, well, I mean, the fact that you're you're asking the question makes me suspicious of our, what our ordinary answer would be. Is is it closer than we think? I think it is. Uh, wow, what one is it? point yeah, one point eight percent difference between wow. picking the worst day each year and picking the best day each year. Wow. So the 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 tip here is is you just can't time the market. We never know what uh, the market's going to do, and so the old cliche of uh, not timing the market, but rather having time in the market is the best way to invest for the future. Awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate uh, the tip, Brian. As always, thanks for keeping us up to date. You guys have a great day. You too. Our friend Brian Washburn from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America Market Update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. Well, there you go, Gordon. Uh, we'll get to Chris Mannix coming up next, but right now let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now, Ryan from TryDayTrading.com. And, Ryan, we're helping the Zone listeners out there make a little extra cash. Maybe it's on the side. Maybe it's replace their current income. But uh, there's a lot of options out there to fit into a lot of lifestyles with TryDayTrading.com. Yeah, you know what? We've been um, with you guys for a couple of years now. I think people have, have probably heard what we do. But, you know, just just put – Everything that's going on in the world right now, the ability to, to work from home, to do it around any schedule, night or day, it's 24-hour markets that, that we trade. And what we really want to do is just give people another option. You know, um, we do a trial for 30 days. It's only $10. We'll spend some one-on-one -on -one time with you. We'll really um, dig into it, you know, as much as you want to. 
show you what's possible, let you try it out with a, a mock account like you're trading real money, and uh, you can see for yourself. You know, at the end of our, our program and the end of our education, you get to trade our money. So we want to make sure that it's uh, something you want to do and not, not something that someone is talking you into doing. And I know, and we'll talk about this, I know Hanson and Lemma are scheduled to talk about uh, uh, talk about their experience, but really, you guys there at TridayTrading.com are all about the mutual benefit. If someone wins, everybody wins. Yeah, you know what? When uh, you're trading our money, we want you to be successful so that we both can make money. So we have that interest in doing whatever we need to for each person, you know, that one-on-one time to make sure that everyone's successful in this. All right, trydaytrading.com, and give us the details on uh, that call going down tomorrow. So everybody's uh, familiar with Zoom meetings now that we're majority of us have worked from home for a little while. But what we're going to do tomorrow is uh, just like a Zoom meeting, we're going to do a live video call. We're going to have a lemon and Hans both on there. They're going to share a little bit of their story. We're going to take 15, 20 minutes, explain what we do, and um, we'll have it all wrapped up in about a half an hour. But it's the perfect time to you know just join us, talk with Hans, talk with Alema. And then also just find out if day trading's for you. Go to our website, trydaytrading.com, and there's a, a Save My Spot button. You'll see it at the top. Can't miss it. We appreciate you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. That's our friend Ryan from trydaytrading.com. Find out if it will work for you. Again, trydaytrading.com. Chris Mannix joins the show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.